guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce this week's part one of the New Music Saturday podcast. I'm going to keep this really short and sweet because as you can probably tell I'm sort of losing my voice, got a bit of a cold, I'll be fine, don't worry. Um, so this week's part one is absolutely awesome, it's a proper banger with some punk tunes, some rock tunes, some heavy tunes and all sorts of stuff. But before all of that, we interview one of my favourite people on the planet, Grim17. Uh, he's not only one of the nicest people I know, he's also one of the coolest people I know and he writes some of the best music I've ever heard. Uh, so he's a proper legend, well worth tuning in. We've got a little preview coming up, a track from his brand new album which is out in November. Uh, on Lights and Lines, which is my uh, little record label that I set up just over a year ago now. Can you believe how crazy is that? Um, so more details will follow on that in the future and be a pre-order and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, really, 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 really cool uh, interview with a proper nice guy and a brilliant part one. Uh, I think that'll do. I don't need to say too much more. Save the vocal cords. Uh, cheers, guys. Thanks for your support. And welcome to New Music Saturday Hashtag Animus with myself, Dr. Bones, the doctor of many things, and of course, my best mate, partner in crime, and fashionably late, Mike Five. Good evening, brother. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? How was your week? Uh, yeah, my week was pretty good. I have a cold, so <laughs> well, I, like, I like to call it the flu, because it's not really the flu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so apart from that, I, I'm all good, kind of living the dream. Um, yeah, just, you know, having a lovely time, mate, having a lovely time. Um, not as exciting as you, because you've got an air show nearby. I don't yeah. know if fancy like that. Yeah, well, it, it's it's only for the weekend, obviously. So I started last night, it went for an hour, but the planes were arriving Thursday and Friday. So they're doing circuits, which was awesome, and touch and goes, which means they come, they land for about 10 seconds, and they take back off again, and do another like, fly around. But it's just incredible to see how fast these things can move, and just I mean they're loud, but that's they're just just just, just raw power, you know. Just like you can just watch them go, and it's gone in seconds. And the sound that you hear from the, the you know the afterburner sound here, the plane's already ten seconds ahead. That that's that's why it's called afterburners because you hear it after the fact or thing. The plane's already gone, but that sounds ten seconds behind it. Ah, so. is, that, is that that's an aviation fact? I didn't yeah, know seriously, honestly, it's about it's about five ten seconds behind it. So anytime you see an F eighteen go, you hear the huge. It's already five seconds ahead. Easily. Excellent. There you go. So this is uh, welcome to the air with Doctor Bones and Mike yeah. Five. Well, I, I, don't, um, I don't know. Saturday is 
<laughs> I, 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 I don't know everything. I just from TV and and uh, airplane mechanic friends, but that's about it. So, but I am no no nowhere near a specialist on that by any means. Like. Fair enough. Well, if anyone's got any really good facts about planes, then send them in via Twitter. <laughs> we'll read them out. Actually, you know what? This, um, this is not a fact, but um, a mechanic that used to work uh, for a local a, a Canadian airline, we were talking one day, and he was talking about an air show because he used to do, uh, he kind of freelance mechanic for different air shows around the world, and he did one in Germany, and the F-16s were, were both, they were racing side by side, so they're going straight up. And they're getting to a point where they pretty much had to drop off because if they went too much further, the G-force would be too much and literally collapse their lungs because of the pressure. So oh, wow. one guy dropped off, one guy went a little bit higher and then came down. He was fine, landed the plane, and the mechanic said, come here for a second. He's like, what? He goes, look what you did. He goes, what do you mean look what I did? He goes, he goes, you bent the wings. The ends of the wings were bent in because of the G-force. That's how, that's how much pressure that was going on. Jesus. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> okay, um, right. I do have, a, I can't remember the exact statistic, I did hear a fact that something like, I think it was about 40%, a very high number of pilots uh, in this poll, it was a couple of years ago, I think, admitted to falling asleep while they were manning the plane. So it's something like 40% of, uh, it was around that number, 40% of pilots accidentally kind of fall asleep, because it's mostly on autopilot, right, for long haul or whatever. Uh, and then they kind of wake up and go, oh shit, I'm supposed to be flying a plane, uh, which I thought was kind of terrifying. But um, you know, there's not many plane crashes, so whatever works for them, I guess. No, but still, you, you, you know, anyways. <laughs> but let, let's get back to let's get back to music and uh, and what's. You know, oh yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Then. Oh right, right. That's why we're here, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do that podcast. Is this right. thing on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait a minute, no, it's not. Like, could you imagine? Like. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, Welcome to Dead Air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, one more quick thing since today is a tenth. It was uh, three. Was it three days ago that we did our NMS together in your in your uh, house? Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And funny enough, last um, last Saturday uh, before the show, I can't remember if I mentioned it on air or not. But last Saturday there was the uh, mad bonfire parade thing, which we went right. and saw uh, before the show. And obviously this Tuesday coming is my birthday, and that was the, the Friday a few years ago. That was our last full day when we went to a gig and Idle got bones, hammered, yeah. Yeah, hammered in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then drove to the airport very early in the morning. And, and, um, and, also, yeah, and also FaceTime my dad where we're walking down the sidewalk and Brian going to the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he was very impressed with that, let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> Everybody so, looking at me, going, "Oh, this guy's the person you're staying with." Okay. Well, it's, no, it was, uh, it was me. He, he, knew, <laughs> he knew. He knew right away when I called what, what, what condition I probably was in since it was Friday, the last day anyway. So. Yeah, fair. fair. He, he was quite prepared. <laughs> Doesn't mean he liked it. Just he was prepared. So. Yeah, I think he he did double check that I wasn't going to drive you anywhere. I was like, no, 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 we're getting the taxi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 all right so, anyway yeah let's get the music let's welcome our uh, musical guest tonight uh welcome back to the show grim has what's happening buddy oh, damn lot, dude. how are you very good man uh i heard that uh that uh keeping two losers will be um uh remastered very very soon yeah yeah i have it's 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 almost it's kind of almost done but because i've been working on the new album I have, like, the master in the ears for the album still on, so every time I listen to Keeping Two Losers, I think, 
yeah, that sounds pretty good. And then when I go back to it, when I'm not actually mastering the rest of the album, right. I listen to it and go, yeah, no, that's not right. <laughs> what the fuck so, is that? Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of. So, so I just, I kind of want to get it right. Uh, I, part of me sort of um, thought that I might put it on in the album, but uh, I didn't have anywhere to put it. It's kind of, hey. a, it's a... Hey man, however it works for you. I, I'm if the album was single, I'll bite either way. So I, I just 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 excited to hear. It, that's all. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. It'll be. Uh, I mean, you you'll get uh, absolutely, obviously, you'll get the the first exclusive to it. Um, it'll not go out anywhere until you get to play it on awesome. Saturday. That's amazing. So um, it's it's very very close to being done. But um, in saying that. There, I do have about 30 different things sitting on this computer that I'm looking at right now that are very, very close to being done. So, oh. <laughs> so that's, that's where I am at the moment. Yeah. So. Well, you've been very busy recently. You've been doing lots of mixing and mastering and producing and, and all sorts uh, alongside your own album as well. It's been busy for you, well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, um, I mean, Stu, um, uh, One Blind Mouse, Stu, uh, uh, and I uh, are at this point basically, very, you know, almost best friends because we talk so regularly on Skype and stuff. And uh, since he sort of um, bowed out a little bit to concentrate more on his own stuff, he relishes in pointing out to me that all the stuff that is now coming my way because he's no longer Mexican mastering for life and life. <laughs> so uh, every time I tell him, oh, yeah, no, I'm very busy at the moment, he, he relishes and saying to me, yeah, that, that's because I'm no longer doing all that work, so it's all going your way. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so, uh, but that, that, that sounds like I mind. I obviously do not mind at all. I love, I love Mexican mastering for other people because hearing other people's sonic palette is, is it, it's, it's insanely helpful on one in one respect, but it's also so interesting. It's amazing what other people use sonically to make their music, and you know the finish that they put on it. I, I love hearing that stuff. You know. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, you just you learn a lot, don't you? Just different people doing things in different ways to get different sounds and whatever. It's it's really interesting. I think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, mixing uh, Mikey Da just put out a, that single um, Dragon Girl. That I mastered for him, and um, actually, I'm, I'm I'm still in the process of mastering his album, and um, that man can write a catchy, like pop melody. Like it just everything on it is so uh, catchy and poppy, and it's not it's absolutely not the type of thing that I would write. But the way he does it is so slick. And I have to be honest, um, of all the stuff that I have mastered so far, his mixes are the best. Uh, I think he does his own mixes, and he mixes everything superbly well. Mm. Yeah, he's got a good ear for it, mate. He? he has a very, very good ear for it, you know, um, which, which makes my job very easy. Speaking of like mixes and remixes, that sort of thing, have you uh, have you talked to, to Del and Andy from Analog Wave in a while? Oh, I have not. No, that's very interesting that you brought that up. Um, I haven't. I haven't. I... There's a there was an account that followed me on Twitter um, a while back, okay. and um, it, I, they were called there were, there were two accounts. One of them I think was called they were both called Analog something, and I was sure 
that it was either Dell or Andy or possibly both of them. Right. But it turns out that it was neither of them. So oh. <laughs> I'd, been, I'd been responding to one of these two accounts for ages, just sort of like, yeah, you know, just responding to stuff as if I'd known them for years. And it turned out it was nothing to do with either of those guys. So, <laughs> so, uh, so no, I have not heard from those guys in, in, in so long. Um, I was just curious, just because not too long ago, probably about a year ago or so, they said they were working on a new stuff, they are going to put out a new single, and then they kind of just disappeared again. Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I, so well, I, I was mean, curious if you, if you kept in touch with them. I mean, granted, I haven't really sent them an email or anything either in a while, but... Uh, no, I, I haven't. I haven't at all. Um, I wish I had. Uh, when I sort of disappeared off, off the map for the, the five years, I, I didn't really keep touch in touch with anybody unless it was you know people that could I could go out drinking with yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you know they lived uh, in Dublin which is it's, it's not a it's not a, a hell of a journey away but uh, in Ireland right um, you know if, if you travel more than 20 minutes it seems like an arduous journey so, um, so Man, and, and I can imagine the guy the fact that those guys are still living Dublin, or maybe they aren't still living in Dublin, but they, if they are, right. Dublin is only getting more and more difficult to, to stay in because of um, uh, just the cost of everything is going up, and the Republic of Ireland in general isn't quite as bad, but Dublin is being hit hard because it is one of the most expensive cities in Europe to right. live in. Um, um, so I can imagine... I can't, I can't even begin to imagine actually what those guys are dealing with down, down there at the moment. But uh, yeah, I still I still have their, their two albums um, that they just gave me one time when I I a support slot for them down in Dublin. Um, I fucking love those records; they're so good. Are hey, Grim? Are you able to turn your bass down just a little bit? Because hmm? I'm just getting a little bit of a. Um, um, Almost an echo, and I think it might be your base. Uh, oh God, I, I, I don't have any uh, means of mixing out any of the bass. Okay, well, ne- never mind then. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, I can still understand you. I know it's fine. I just like I just I wasn't sure if like. There's... It's just the accent. <laughs> it's oh come on! Like, be? No <laughs> man, uh... I've talked to him enough times. I know the accent. Come on, I'm not that... <laughs> I know. I just, I just like winding you up. <laughs> my, my, yeah, my. In Bones' defense, he is Canadian, and uh, I, I know for a fact that Newfoundlanders sound very, very similar to people from Northern Ireland, so he'd be more familiar with it than you would, Mike, to be fair. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, well, from, There's actually a lot of similarity there, isn't there? Yeah, well, man, from east to west, you know, you, you, get, you get some so many different sim, uh, uh, similarities, and it's just more like accent or, or some stuff. Like, out east, they, it drives me absolutely up the wall, but... When they say height or a uh, height, they like to say height, like with a th. It's like, it's like, why do you do that? There's no th in that. It's ghc. <laughs> you know, you, you, you should learn Welsh, Bainsy. You'd love uh, that. Uh, and then, <laughs> then, 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 then you go out west. It's like, oh come on, boy, get the hell out of here. Or you go up north, northern Ontario. It's like, oh. Huh. What like what in the actual fuck was that? You know, it's like, and e- even 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 like in in Ottawa, Ottawa's in Ontario, and Quebec is literally right across right across the bridge, right? So you go into Hall, Quebec, and there's also other places called Ambre and Limoges, and but even those places, they're just little differences in slang. I mean, it's generally the same, but there's differences, and plus 
the further you go up in, in Ontario, but the further you go in Quebec, the worse the slang gets. In Ontario, it's the same thing, but it's it's, it's, a, it's just like almost everywhere else, it's mixed like a French and English, you know. But sometimes it's just like you get you just like they they start talking, you kind of strip them like, what the hell was that, you know? Like, but it's, yeah, there's a lot of that over here too, to be honest with you. Um, you know, a, a small an island as Ireland is, the accents vary quite a lot. So even I could go, I could drive, you know, say uh, about thirty minutes. You know, down the road from where I am, and hear accents that are so thick that even I can't understand them. You know? <laughs> um, I, I, and it's not—that's not even a—that's not even necessarily a joke because well, uh, at one point, uh, my partner and I lived out in a very, very rural part of Ireland, and uh, they had one um, very uh, sparse uh, public transportation system. Right. And we were getting the, the the bus back out at one point, and this oil fella, um, who had obviously lived out in the sticks his whole life, he was chatting to the bus driver in front of the bus, and we could we could we could hear him clearly. Right. I I don't know if the bus driver even understood him because the bus driver overshot his stop, uh, and the guy was obviously getting more and more irate about the fact that he overshot his stop. But no, you know, we were sitting there and we could hear him, and you know. We were going. I, I I have no idea. That that could be a foreign language for all we knew. And it was, uh, <laughs> so, so man, it's it's uh, oh, it's 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 kind of uh, Ireland might be one of the worst places for that. Actually, I think. Oh, you know, what, I, I lived with a woman. Um, not not in a kind of. You know, we weren't together. We just lived in the same house. But I lived with a woman from Kerry. And um, and I still to this day. Um, so I lived with her for over a year, and I also worked with her for a couple of years before that. I still think I only ever understood about a third of what she said. Well, <laughs> 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 the little things like she'd say uh, "ye" instead of "you," and I was like, That's, I still can't get my head around that. Like it doesn't roll up naturally to me. But yeah, it's funny. Well, uh, two things. Uh, uh, my friend Wendy, who Mike has met. Um, she was uh, uh, born and raised in Leeds, and she left Leeds when she was 12 and moved to Canada. But anyways, when I first started doing the podcast, all the times I, I talked to her and I said, okay, well, this band is from this part of the UK. This band is from, what should I expect? And she kind of gave me an idea of what to expect just so I'd have a little bit easier time just in case the accent was too thick for me to understand. And I never had an issue, mind you. But I always asked her, I always asked her first, like, Wendy, like, both this later. Okay, you expect this, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool, thank you. Nice. <laughs> so, so the, the, I mean... It does help, like you know, it it helps. Uh, uh, okay. You know, uh, I, again, I, I don't want to, I don't want us to dwell on this subject for too long. I don't want this to become a podcast. <laughs> about no. But no. you see, the thing about the thing about being from Northern Ireland is that the other people that we can always understand so well are the Scottish, because the Scottish and the Northern Irish, Northern Irish share uh, a trait of bullet fire uh, speech. Um, so, you know, my sister used to go out with a Scottish fellow for quite a few years, and we used to, we would constantly talk about the fact that we could we could talk to each other as fast as we wanted, and we would still understand each other. And it's, uh, it's it's an unusual trait that somehow the two of us, you know, that we share as as two different you know, little uh, cultural groups. Um, whereas if you go anywhere else in the UK or even anywhere else in Ireland. Uh, you know, they, if you start, if, if I started talking fast, even in the Republic of Ireland, they would look at me and go, yep, didn't get any of that. 
Yeah. Um, put the drink down and start again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And 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 that that's when I know to leave. As soon as they tell me to put the drink down, that's when I know. Uh, you get you you are not my people. I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> well, um, um, one last thing uh, <laughs> relating to this. Uh, I think the best way to describe this is uh, there's a cartoon King of the Hill, and. Uh, uh, Boomhauer, well, right? So yeah. there's one one point. Trinsky is they're out camping with the kids and they knock out a crane. So the cop comes around asking what's going on, and then he has Boomhauer and Boomhauer just gonna, tells him everything, everything. It's like, okay, sir. Well, if you hear anything, please come contact us at this number. <laughs> <laughs> but he's we just told him everything that went on. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So, yeah. Okay. So that yeah. that describes So go ahead, Mike. Well, so at some point, um, so that was uh, different accents with Dr. Bones, Mike 5 and Grim 17, the new <laughs> sub-podcast series. Um, no, at some point we're going to talk about your new album, which I love and I think is amazing. Um, like genuinely, I was just delighted when you sent it to me. Um, but before that, uh, you posted it's an interesting tweet it. earlier. Yeah, you haven't heard it yet, have you? No, you no, no, um, I have not. <laughs> you will, very soon. But before that... Before that, you posted a thing earlier that said, much against everyone's advice by Soul Wax is a perfect song. I agree with this statement in its entirety, but I'm just curious to know what makes you say that, because not enough people know about that song, and I just want to hear your view on it. Oh, I, I, it's, it, uh, in, in, like everything else that I say uh, whenever I'm in person, it, it will involve me talking at length. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, right, okay, I'll, I'll try and boil it down uh, into uh, as I much say, as I can. As much as I can. <laughs> yeah. right. So, uh, you know, when I was about uh, 14, I made very, very good friends with this guy in school, and uh, we would start sort of, we would sleep over at each other's houses and stuff, and um, we loved music and that type of thing, right? And then his parents at this point, and it's, uh, this is how old I am, his parents shelled out to get him a computer and have the internet, so and this was the first time that I'd been, you know, had access to the internet, you know, in such a way where we had just untethered access to it, when I would go over and sleep at his house, and uh, we discovered this album, uh, much against everyone's advice, by Soul Wax, and uh, obviously the first song we heard, which is the first song in the album, is uh, Conversation Under Com. Which is a great song as well, and I, I love that song a lot. Um, and so we listened to that one relentlessly because, you know, being that we were, you know, young teenagers, we had no attention span, uh, and we loved that song. But then when I started to explore the album more, I got to this song much against everyone's advice. Um, and anyone that loves rock music at all will automatically tune in to the. I think they open a note for that song because it's just it's just it's one note, just ding 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 ding. But it's also not unusual sound because what they've done is I think what they've done is maybe recorded um, put a mic on an actual electric guitar to record the string being plucked while they have a passive you know uh, uh, a recording of the the amp the distorted amp in the background so it's got this very passive like sort of in the background sound it's 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 almost like um, an amp. Uh, uh, with this distorted, but it's it's been put into a very confined space, 
Sie hat das wirklich krass vorbeugt, wo die Tage sind und die Dinge, die aneinander vorgekommen sind, mit this very compressed drum sound, which is perfect, because usually I hate compressed drums, but in this context it's perfect, because what happens then is that once the song kicks in about halfway through the verse, and everything comes in as full actual instruments, it gives you that little flip at the bottom of your stomach. So, I mean, this is just the production of the song, it's constructed, the production of it is just, is constructed impeccably. But then the song itself is, is just, I, I don't know, there's this, Solwax, uh, the thing about Solwax is obviously it's two twin brothers, you know, the, the guitar player and the singer are twin brothers, and the way they bounce off each other, the, the two vocal harmonies that they use and the vocals, uh, uh, and interweaving with the actual guitar playing in the background is 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 just insane. It's beautiful that there's it's, the guitar is almost at times harmonizing with the voice, while everyone else in the band is just keeping the the drive, the rhythm, everything just pounding and going in the background. Um, you know, there, there's a, there's there's a little riff, a very very simple riff, which is given exactly the space that it needs to be given every time it comes in, and it's like this punctuation that happens. And then as soon as you get to the chorus, the chorus is absolutely not what you're expecting, because it's just weird descent and harmony in the vocals. With, uh, it's, it's almost like, uh, you know, the Alan Parsons project? You know, that right, kind of right. spacey, trippy kind of um, prog rock thing, where it's like, you know, the drums are doing this kind of uh, polyrhythmic, uh, a kind of uh, uh, disintegration kind of thing in the background, while the vocals are doing this beautiful uh, descent and harmony that's just focused around a, a, a few. I think it's one word. It starts. Off, it's just time. Time. I, I I don't know. Like I I could just deconstruct <laughs> how beautiful the song is even further, and I could be. I could take up this whole. I could be here for about three hours deconstructing a song and why it's a perfect song, but what I've just told you there now should be a decent illustration of why. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that, I mean, that was, that was an answer. Wow. I agree with you. I love that. I mean, I genuinely asked because I love it and not enough people know it. And, uh, and it was a nice surprise to see that post, you know, while you were waiting for me to join the show <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I allow myself to introduce uh, myself <laughs> so yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us with the same enthusiasm or not if you choose um, all about your new album which um, nobody has heard by the way Bonesy except for Mike no. <laughs> uh, yeah well in, in fairness uh, the reason that Mike's heard it is because uh, you know uh, he's putting it out no, so, man, uh, I'm, man, I'm just playing. It's all good. I'm just teasing. It's, honestly, <laughs> that's, that's, that's fine. I, and, and I have to vet these things, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, in fairness, there's a, the uh, the guy who plays guitar for me sometimes, James. Yeah. Um, he hasn't even heard the full album. He's just heard the songs that he played on. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, if that if that's any consolation, you know, he's actually oh no, Aussie man, it's, it's it's all good. Like I'm I'm just playing around Aussie, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but I just thought it was funny to say that a guy who played in the album hasn't even Yeah, well, yeah, that is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so uh, it's it's called Messing With Your Faith. Um, it's it's 11 songs. It's, um, I think it's, it's my most accomplished work yet. 
that incorporates, I think, everything I've learned so far as a, as a songwriter and a producer. Um, I, when I listen to it, although other people will probably hear it differently, when I listen to it, when I've been listening to it back to check the mix and the master and all, um, I keep hearing an album that was written by a bass player, which is what I'm I essentially am. Although technically right. I started on, on, on piano or keys, um, my first love uh, as an instrument was the bass, and that was what I played in bands for years and years and years and years. And I think this album to me sounds like a, an album written by a bass player because I just I, I feel that everything is bass driven, even even if it's not immediately uh, apparent. Uh, you know, there are a lot of songs that start off with no bass at all, but when the bass comes in, right. I feel that every time it's bass-driven. And it's, that's not to say that it's always, you know, uh, uh, an actual light, you know, a bass that I'm playing. Sometimes it's a synth bass that I'm playing on the keys, but even then, it's still the bass that's driving the song. Um, and I feel that that... Yeah. It's, a, it's a reflection of... of of me, I suppose there's you know there's a lot of the the pain that I've been through, um, some self-imposed, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, but uh, and then you know there's just explorations of different aspects of me, you know, because I unfortunately you know, like every other um, you know white middle European middle class hurtling towards forty guy in the world, I am very very self-obsessed even to this point, so it is very, very me-oriented. Right. Well, you know what, you know, man, uh, from from the very start to what, you're, what you've come up, what you've accomplished now, is it's it's, some, it's something very incredible, too, and I'll remember it, because the first interview I had with you, like, you, you told me you flat out with digital throw, like, yeah, I was pissed off. So, that, that, was, that, that, that was the result of the IP. And, but that's always stuck with me, and, and, and I've always... Compare that to uh, the, the uh, on South Park uh, with the Russell Crowe show where he goes around the world beating people up. It's like, <laughs> and it just, just just like that, that kind of anger, you know. Even though you did do that, obviously, that's what it reminds me. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, in fairness, I, I can always rely on you, Bonesy, to have some kind of uh, comparison in you know some of my favorite shows. That relates to my well, life. Man, I, and, I, I, uh, I, I love you for it, dude. Uh, I, I can't help it, man, because it just like there's so many, so many <laughs> things. Especially my my, my Trailer Park Boys comment when you're when you're selling your wares out of your boot is like, <laughs> I was like, man, that's like when they were selling like uh, fish and ran to Phil Collins at the, the parking lot who was selling salmon on a hockey stick. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, sp- spread my words. Wares is particularly a big source of joking in this house to the point where you know my uh, my partner and my son have now learned to take the piss on me by saying I'm spreading my wings um, so I, I, I get that a lot over here well, life, but, well uh, man did you ever see uh, what we do in the shadows the movie Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I love that do you remember when uh, when uh, he uh, what's his name was talking about? He goes he goes well, I was, I was walking on, I was spreading my wings, and this disgusting animal, but then it was Peter. Best best is so disgusting yeah, yeah, blood, like, yeah. <laughs> like, but it was Peter. No? It was, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's um, there's there's a lot of they, they do that so well in that film. Like I always think that you know the the. <laughs> the one where he's talking about them cleaning up 
And the guy goes, you know, he's like, you know, what well, dishes were vampires? Is ruined or something? He's like, he's like, he's like, what the red so funny? He goes, well, yeah, it's it's red now, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's red now because of blood. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, it was, yeah, but it's it's but it's the way they acted as well. It it's, it almost seemed well. I, I think it is. Mostly improvised, isn't it? So they give them an outline of the, oh, of, uh, the storyline, and then it's so as like, no, like, and then like, yeah, yeah, they, um, but yeah, no, it's such a great film. I, well, have you, well, have you that, watched the series? That, uh, yes, I have. Well, Vatislav, he's command thousands of people. Now I can be command too. See me, see me. He bangs a little. See me. And the guy turns around. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry, I lost you there for a second. All, all I say was when he, when Vatislav <laughs> said, "Go, Vatislav, he's command thousands of people," and then but now you can better command two. And you see him, you see him. He's at the windows, like see me, see me. And the guy's not turning around. He bangs the window, see me. And the guy turns around, looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. So, oh, it's uh, it's a genius film, like yeah. All right, well, back to music. I know we kind of do a couple um, side tracks here. Like, it's 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 uh, it's, it's kind of hard not to sometimes, but. But man, like, like I said, you, you've come uh, a, a long way, and uh, uh, when I kind of really kind of got into this music, the, the big three um, that kind of helped me get into this music were yourself, uh, Kodachrome, and, Anal- and Analog Wave. Then I was like, okay, now, oh. I'm, now like now, yeah. I'm, now I'm because that's when I first started doing the podcast, and that was like, man, like ten years ago. Yeah, that's that's insane, dude. That's right. Uh, that that that's that's but that's. It's such good company to be in. Well, it's, it's, for it's me, kind of, me, Kodachrome <laughs> and Analog Wave. That's insanely good. Like Kodachrome and Analog Wave. I'm still there. All their tunes are still in regular rotation oh. in my my playlist. You know? <laughs> well, man, um, sing your, they, they send me other CDs. I have all the remixes and with yourself included. So your remix of Crawl and that's why I got everything. Which was um, it was one of my favorite remixes to do. Um, I mean, Dell is a is a great songwriter, but also his delivery as a vocalist is is insanely good. Like he uh, he knows his voice so well, and it, you know, uh, even back when I was such a greenhorn producer at that point, right. I kind of knew exactly what to do underneath his voice. Uh, it was such a it was a such a pleasure to work on on, on that remix. Um, I mean, that being said, I, I've worked on a few remixes, and I, I've never had a bad experience working on a remix. Right. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I've always been able to choose what song to remix. No, fair enough. But, and, uh, and I, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just say, but I mean, the, the amount of talent but, out there is, 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 is insane. Right. And, um one thing I've said many times is like uh, that it's nice for this show because so many bands have connected and done uh, collabs and it's been amazing. Um, and you were probably one of the first ones when you did something with Analog Ways. It's amazing they kind of spun off from there. So uh, quite a few bands on the show we, we played have done collabs with like different bands or different artists who they've listened to or found on found on the show, which is amazing. And it's nice that we can expand our musical community uh, this way as yeah. well. Oh no, absolutely, yeah, uh, dude. Honestly, yeah, like it's, it, I, 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 I mean, it's, 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 it's difficult to, to understate how uh, grateful I am to you and this show because 
whenever you discover me and the first time that I you asked me to be a guest on your show and how excited I was, I was in a terrible place that time. Like my life felt like it was falling apart at that time and you threw me this unknowingly you threw me this lifeline where uh it, and it just felt like i i had worth and uh and honestly dude i i am so grateful to everything that you do oh um, man that's amazing honestly that's uh, so nice to hear because like i mean from the first track i heard like i got hooked instantly like and as like, like i gotta interview this guy and like i was just starting out too yeah. like this would be a great one and I still remember, and I post a few times, but I still remember you saying, it's like, well, I say, because I, I saw the show much later that time, right? So there, it was nine, yeah. o- 9 o'clock instead of instead of 5, so it was like 2 a.m. your time, right? And, and you, you say, quote, well, if I'm going to be a star, I should be able to stay up to these hours anyways. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, yeah. And and, uh, and and the thing about it was, it was I was drinking, and, and this is, this is going to sound kind of strange, maybe, I don't know, but I was drinking heavily at the time because I was depressed, but I made sure to be completely sober for your show. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, that, yeah, that first time I was on the show, I was like, no, I, I have to be sober for this show because uh, this, this is important. This is a this is a big milestone for me, you know, so, uh, and I, I remember that, you know, um, uh, honestly, you, you, you did, uh, I, I don't know that I would have kept going so long if you hadn't reached out to me at that point, you know what I mean? Oh, really? Well, man, Anyway, thank you for the music, and I mean, like I said, between you, Kodachrome, and Analog Wave, you guys got me hooked on that stuff, okay, like, and, but I started listening to stuff, it's like, I got an interview, because honestly, when I heard uh, Quick Nobody Smile, which is still probably one of my favorite songs of all time, uh, but the point being with that song is it just really reminded me of, like, industrial, a very heavy industrial, yeah. reminded me of Night Snails, who I've always, always been a huge fan of, it's like, you know what? Like he's got his own spin on it. This is amazing, and like, and that's that's one thing like that. I I let a bunch of different people here. Like, you got here. You got here. You got here. This right when when it first came out. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I've, I've always been. We always support uh, music uh, nationwide and uh, or worldwide, I should say. But yeah, that's what got me hooked in, man. I'm more than happy to show my support toward you each time. I mean, for Chris, like, gave him by your Christmas socks. Like. <laughs> 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 This is the other layer to me. As much as I am, uh, I take myself seriously in my music, or, or I don't know, maybe maybe I don't, but I'm I'm very angsty in my music. At least, uh, you know, the, my my layer on top is mostly just not taking myself seriously at all. But um, but no, it's 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 interesting that you mentioned you know quick nobody smile <laughs> and uh, nine inch nails because uh, you know and this is the thing I don't know if I mentioned this before and it's been. What like uh, nearly ten years at this point, but but uh, I was listening to Pretty Hate Machine a lot when I wrote nice. that song. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, yeah. There's a uh, yeah. I I understand the, the connection. And, uh, you know, we're gonna get that, a yeah. phone call from Trent Reznor in a minute, aren't we? Yeah, yeah right. I always if thought I, you did. <laughs> if I got a phone call from yeah. Trent Reznor yeah. in a minute, I swear to Christ, I would drop you fuckers. <laughs> I'd be out of here, man. I would never, you'd never hear my name again. I'd be like, that wrestler phoned me. You bitches are beneath me. I, 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 I mean, obviously, I, I am joking. I, I obviously, you, I, I, yeah. I, 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 After I, everything you just said. Yeah, I, I need to do a release of Cut I Want To. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, man. Um, so, 
after this, Mike, uh, we need to play this song very soon because we're asleep, but don't call me Shirley, you're running out of time. <laughs> oh my god, already. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was just going to ask very quickly, so, and it, it is related to the song and, and to the album generally, so when people hear this, and um, we'll get the pre-orders up pretty soon, actually, probably in the next week or so, and we'll get it all out to print and all that. Bones, you'll get your CD copy because you're subscribed. Awesome. <laughs> so all those others. Um, yes, I have. But yeah, <laughs> So, so we'll do all of that. But what I think what um, kind of struck me, uh, just to get your comment on this, so I feel, you know, you sort of said this is probably your most accomplished album. Um, I think the same, but probably from a different angle, um, which is the, the actual structure of it. Um, I just, from start to finish, it has waves and it feels like, you know, the, the concept of the album now is almost so far removed from what it once was that it's it's almost um you know it's, it's it's almost like it needs to come full circle um and that's just generally across music not obviously for any particular individual or whatever but it's so hard to find an album that from start to finish feels like you know the artist really understands the album this is what i felt about this just the, the you know the order of the tracks the feel the movement everything in it i thought was really um I, I think it's stunning, actually, to be honest with you, and, and you know, really, really impressed. And I can't wait to share it with the world because I think loads of people are going to feel the same. Um, <laughs> but my question is, how much of that is conscious, and how much of that is, you know, oh, that seems to work, and then you go, actually, that really works. After it's like, what's the what's the balance of like painstaking thought into putting us all together versus that was a happy accident? Well, yeah, you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you're going to hate this answer or not. But, um, <laughs> I can't hate an answer if you give it. No, oh, yeah, fuck, I, I, then that seems like a challenge. Actually, what it was was that I had about 15 or 16 songs that I and I was like, I knew what the first song was going to be. I knew what the last song was going to be. Everything else in between, I was like, I don't know where to put all this stuff. And uh, I had a very good friend of mine, um, uh, and I, I, I just happened to be talking to her about it, and she said, well, if you want, you can send it to me. Um, we have very similar music tastes anyway, and uh, and she would do her best to try and give me a, a, a track listing. And so I sent it to her. And she she agreed that the first and last songs should be the first and last songs. And then what she did was she sent me back a track list. And then I think about I, there were two different songs where she said, "Okay, um, this is the the running order, but in these two different spots, say it was like three and seven, uh, I have a choice between two or three of your songs that you sent." And I think any of those would fit in there, but it would change the tone of the album, so see what you think about that. And then what I did was I took her suggestions, and I literally just ran through it, and I replaced whatever she said was interchangeable. And then I decided, yeah, these particular songs are the ones that should go in those spots, and the track list came out. That's where it came from. So the answer, the secret is ask someone who knows what they did. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Actually, technically, technically, the secret is ask someone that does not know intimately 
the music making process because this is a lady that had never written or recorded or or performed a song ever in her life or I I, um, I don't even know if she can play an instrument but um, she loves music and she has very similar taste to me and she listens to music all the time uh, find someone that loves music listens to it all the time but is not a musician and therefore not tainted by the horrors <laughs> of being a musician and then ask them to give you advice. I think, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe do that. It's, uh, apparently it's worked for me this time around. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it is, it's worked. All right, man. Well, um, we are going to get to the song in just one moment, uh, but just before I do, uh, Ron Bose put up a tweet, tweet, and it was third person. He said, "He said Ron Bose can't promise you won't be sober for the interview." <laughs> excellent, excellent. But just, just, just the fact they didn't third person made it that much funnier. Like, <laughs> I can't promise I'll be sober for any of the interviews. Yeah, right. I, I can promise I won't be sober. <laughs> but that first one, there'll always be that first one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. J- just, just for Ronesy. Is um, one with the name Biggest Dickus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so why, if you know? Incontentia. Incontentia bollocks. Phone to your four. <laughs> okay, okay, we can, we can, we can stop. We're really going to play this song. So, we'll use that lead off, which is the, the craziest segue we probably ever had. But here we go with a brand new Grimness song called Good Grief. Oh, God damn, Charlie Brown, do this. <laughs> See you. 
right on. Grim 17 with good grief. Now, I have to say that was really, really different from anything we've heard so far in your uh, musical career. And uh, vocally, I mean, it, it's there's some similarities throughout the, the different EPs. Uh, but just uh, um, the composition of this one seemed... Uh, different, like in a good way. Like I really enjoyed it. I was like, wow, I, I've almost like it's like it's like saying I, I've never heard this side of Grimm before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I suppose I can see that. Um, it's it's like um, to be to be fair, what it really sounds like is it sounds like a track. If if I tried to play some of the sadder side of my stuff on an acoustic guitar, which is acoustic guitar and vocals, it would probably sound something like that anyway. Um, but, um, I, I, and then, even then, I flatter myself because actually the guitar part on that track is played by none other than my boss and, and overlord, uh, Mike Five. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I do, I'm, I'm really pleased with the way, so I do play the guitar and that, I don't want to take any credit for it because you taught me all the chords and I was just like, how about this? But um, I was really pleased with it because I, I kind of played that and thought, oh, you might hate this. Because <laughs> it, was, it wasn't kind of the same as, you know, whatever the part was on there was before. And you really liked it. But I, I yeah, I, I, it was a real pleasure to do that. It was a good afternoon. I just spent pissing around with that and trying to make it work. Um, I really like it. It's really cool. But it's a fucking beautiful tune. That's the thing. You can do anything over that and probably be all right because it's so good. Um, the thing I love about it as well is it's... Uh, it's a nice preview of the album, but not because it reflects anything else on the album, but just because of the, the diversity of music in the album is fantastic. And so it's really good to go, well, why don't we play this acoustic one first? And then the next one we play will be out of this world different. People are going to go, what's he talking about? It all fitting together. And then they'll see when they hear it because it's fucking yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really well done. But yeah, no, it's awesome. But thank you for letting me play the guitar now. I enjoyed uh, it. Oh, man, uh, you saved me because, uh, I mean, for, for everything you just said, uh, um, when I sat down to record that song initially, I played the acoustic guitar. And I played it terribly. It was clunky and horrible, and it was. It was just. It's. It sounded like a bass player trying to play acoustic guitar. It was, you know. Um, and so I. I just. It was. Uh, I just knew it needed something else. And it was. It was. It was uh, shortly after you sent that back. I knew it was great, but you sent back to me. Um, but again, I have certain people that I turn to for, you know, uh, 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 objective ears. And I said it to a mate of mine that has been listening to my stuff for years, whether he wants to or not. <laughs> 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 and he always comes back with pretty good advice. And when I sent him that, I didn't tell him that I was going to re-record the guitar at all, because he'd heard the old version. Uh, I sent him that version, and he was like, Oh, oh, that guitar part is, is, is so much better. That's perfect. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't do anything to that. If you can play that again um, uh, live, it'll sound great. And then I had to break it to him that, yeah, I didn't play that even on the recording. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so no, it was, it was, it was perfect. It was just, um, it's, it's one of my. 
kind of sadder songs that has hope in his voice. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so, I, I, yeah, thanks so much, Mike. Uh, you did me a massive favour. And, not only that, but he sent me back that little solo that I was not expecting, and I was like, well, this has to go in. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Like, yeah, that was, yeah. That was a nice oh. well, there's oh. a gap, so. Well, mate, uh, we're going to have to wrap things up here. We're literally out of time. No oh, worries. Yeah, can we, can we, can, so, this is a little test for you just before we go. Um, so, I'm going to ask you to plug the album. Can you remember when it comes out? <laughs> I think it is. Is it, is it the 4th of November? Oh, he's nailed it. He's absolutely nailed it. Yeah. There you go. 4th of November. Yeah, uh, in my in my defense, my father's birthday is the third of November, so I was at a slight I... advantage. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the pre-orders are got this week. It's on lights and lines because Grim has said he would like to do that again, which is a privilege and a pleasure for me. Yeah. Um, and I've just seen the artwork today as well. By the way, I'll talk to you offline, but the the little line at the bottom of the, the back panel um, literally cracked me up earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> That was uh, on Digital Probe as well. That's going to be on every album, dude. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, yeah, no, absolutely love it. Uh, I think people are going to love it. Bones, you're going to love it. You'll be the next person to hear it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's brilliant. So thank you so much for coming on the show, man. That's flown by, as always. Oh, yeah, thanks. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, thanks, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, every time you come on, it's always awesome, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. Uh, you know, we bond over South Park and Simpsons quotes, and me and Mike bond over the fact that uh, he, he, he will not leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, as a last point, I actually discovered you and your music through this podcast yeah. as a listener before I was a host. Uh, so that is the power of what Dr. Baines has been doing for 10 yes. years or however long it's been now. Uh, quite incredible, really, when you think about I, the fact that I think we all know day. the power of Dr. Bones and are still yet to discover the further reach of Dr. Bones. He, he, is, he is the most mythical, enchanting character on the Ethernet. I, I think that's possibly true. Yeah. I'll take it. There are things about Dr. Baines that no one will ever know. Yeah, well, let, let him end the fucking show. For fucking <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> All right, well, Grim, thank you so much for joining us again, man. We really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Bones. Right, um, and, and anytime you call, I will be there. Awesome. Well, man, you have a great night. Thank you so much. And you, dude. Cheers, bro. I'll speak soon. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. So we're going to call Mike right back. Because it always happens like that. So here we go. And And hello, Mr. Mike. Hello, Dr. Baines. So that that was fun one, man. That went by super quick. I looked at my watch at the time. I was like, holy shit, that's gone by super quick. So... That went fast. That went really well, fast. No, not complaining, mind you. Like, I mean, I love talking. It's like, oh my god. But yeah, I'm not sure if because I, I I tried messing with my with my uh, um, equalizer here on this side because for some reason in my ears it, it sounded like his bass was a little high. I, I could still understand him, 
but there's sometimes I'd listen a little bit closer just because it seemed like like the bass was like way too high in my in my ears for some reason. So yeah, I don't know what that was all about, but anyway, so I, I just like it. So man, that was a great interview, and I can't wait for the album to come out. And uh, man, we got a great show ahead of us. Uh, we got uh, uh, ten songs to get to, and then we got a pretty big part two as well. Uh, one uh, song I didn't put in the uh, in the list, and I don't know why I forgot. But it was Summer Moon with a song called Controlled. So Amanda, mm. Amanda sent uh, to me earlier this week, and actually it was her birthday earlier this week. So happy birthday, Amanda from Summer Moon! Oh, awesome! Happy birthday! So, and there was one more thing I was going to get to about that. Oh yeah, um, for some reason I, I missed uh, Keep Back Ivy last week because we got, got an email uh, from them. It's like, oh, so sorry. So they're kicking off part two uh, today to. Oops. <laughs> well, no, that, that was that was totally my bad. That was that was all that was all on me. So I, I apologize. And so, but either way, um, we will make it up to it by getting into it uh, by this tour part two. But next yeah, up, we have brand new Mikey J with a song called "My Little Dragon Girl," and I'll let Mike just give a few more words on this song. Uh, yeah, well, this is so this is um, part of our summer series on Nights and Lights. Came out yesterday. Um, the reason this one is special is because when we ran the album writing club, which was in May, which now seems like a long time ago, bizarrely. Um, but when we uh, did the album writing club, this was the uh, kind of public vote for best single, um, which was the winner, uh, Mikey Day. So um, I loved it so much, and I loved the whole album, so I actually upgraded the prize to releasing the single, or have released now the single, uh, with the sort of, you know, all the PR and stuff, but we're also going to release the album. Uh, as well next year, which Grim just mentioned that he's been mastering um, oh, diligently nice. in the background, as, as well as 30 other things, uh, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, uh, this is a great tune. This is Mikey J with My Little Dragon Girl. And here we go. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I
Right on, Mikey J with My Little Dragon Girl. And you know what, man? This really, really reminds me of the specials. Yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, that was amazing. And the, the funny thing is, it just recently, I've been listening to it quite a few times. Uh, 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 I'm working my, my second job and uh, doing car prep. And I was listening to the Rich album, Renegades, the cover album they did, right? And right. they do a cover of Maggie's Farm by the specials. Nice, a cool. Lot, a lot different, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. She, she's she's sixty, but says she's twenty-four. No, I ain't gonna work on Maggie's farm no more. Do 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 do. Like, but obviously a lot different from the original. But nice, nice. the Rage Against the Machine spin on it, but all those are, are pretty cool because they do like a, they do like a Bad Brains cover and like and they all kind of picked two. I mean, that one's been out for years, but they all kind of picked uh, two covers they wanted to do and each one. And one of the best covers, man, I love it, is uh, they do the cover of uh, Cypress Hill's How Could Just Kill a Man. Mm. And man, that's <laughs> such a badass cover. Right? Let's kill a man. <laughs> he was something you can't understand. But you got to think, it's, it's you gotta, you gotta, Tommy Morello just wailing a guitar. Right? Dude, how could this kill a man? He was something you can't understand. No, no, nice. no, no, that's a boot. I was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Either way, this is a great tune. Uh, Mikey J's got such a great voice, but what a cool mix! And it just, it, it's, it's almost like a new revival of, of the of the specials in this specific song. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's sort of easy to see why it was the winner, um, because it's, it's just infectious. It's so incredibly catchy. It's ridiculous. And there were loads of good songs. I think in that, um, in the album rank club, I'm pretty sure there's 26 singles. I want to say, uh, that was submitted in the end and 28 albums and EPs. Um, and it was just, you know, like I didn't check the votes until the end, uh, cause I didn't want to sort of see who was the front runner or anything. Uh, and it got 23% of the vote. There's about four or 500 people. I think that voted. I can't remember if it's 400 and something. Um, 23% of the vote went to this song. It was just like, oh my God. But it's not surprising, right? Because it's cool, it's fun, it's a, it's a scar tune, which is, you know, everybody loves. It doesn't matter what you're into. Right. There's, you know, just everybody, you can't help but like that. It's got a really good horn section, which is done by a guy called uh, Danny Davis, plays the trumpet, and does it yes. absolutely brilliantly. Um, and then this final version, as I say, is mastered by Grim17. Um, and he's also mastering the album, which we're going to put out um, as well. So, yeah, there'll be lots and lots and lots of um kind of noise around this and, and all of the summer singles so we've been obviously releasing one a week now since july to celebrate the first anniversary of, of lights and lines as a label uh, it's been really really fun the last one uh is it the last one what have we got coming up next uh yeah it is the last one which is rebel trump uh, is next week right. um which again is a really really cool tune um but then we're putting out uh, a compilation um, CD with all of them on, and we're going to do loads of promo, um, you know, pretty much for the next like year, just about all of these different songs and get them as possible. Um, but yeah, and then uh, and then you know you have to you have to wait till May, but the, the his album will come out. We've got um, one, two, we just count three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So there's nine CDs. Wow. Still to go on this on this round of the subscription, um, plus probably, uh, well, plus the the compilation, which so that makes it ten because uh, we're giving that <laughs> to subscribers as well, obviously, and there'll probably be a digital charity compilation around Christmas again. Um, 
so yeah it's pretty it's pretty mad uh, uh, but this is just you know i heard this and i was just like wow this is really cool <laughs> brilliant, well, brilliant team. just before we get to the next song uh i'm sorry i, I just I just thought of this while you're talking about the the, the numbers and you're counting like, I, was, I thought of the holy grail one, two, five, three, sir, three. <laughs> three, sir. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I, still, I still love, I still, I still, it cracks me up every single time at the end. He's like, what's your favorite color? Blue. No, yeah, I mean, no, uh, red. red. Uh, ah. <laughs> How'd you do that? Look at those things with your king. <laughs> <laughs> what's the swallow question because is it an African swallow uh, yeah, yeah. What? Oh, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the velocity of those <laughs> something like yes. that like, <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> brilliant absolutely brilliant do you have um, like a, 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 a grail <laughs> yes <laughs> there are some call me Tim <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. All right. Well, back to the music. Uh, with the, the who knows how many sidetracks tonight, but here we go with a brand new song by Nell Davies, and the song is called "What the Heart Wants." Dig this.
Right on. Nell Davies with What the Heart Wants. You know what? This was a great tune. Loved her vocals for one. And you know what? It reminded me uh, a little, actually, because I, I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? That reminds me of some early alternative. But one uh, one thing in, in specific is uh, it's a Canadian artist, and he had the Matt Good band, but he did a, a solo album called Avalanche, his first album, and the guy's name was Matt Good. And some of it kind of sound like that. It's like, and that's it's really it's really great stuff. And he just had such a great mix. And it just when I heard this, like, like you know what? I tried to get it in last week, but it's like, no, I couldn't find the perfect fit. But it did fit this week, and this is a great tune. Absolutely love this one. Yeah, this is a very cool tune. It's just got that brilliant kind of you know indie pop bedroom rock thing going on, which is just you know it's it's subtle and it's soft in the sound, but you know it's not like acoustic it's got that little bit of grit in the guitar and it's got a full band sound but it's just kind of you know the way that some of these things are mixed it just sounds absolutely fantastic it suits her voice perfectly i'm sure it's all to do with eqs and fancy things that i never really understand um, <laughs> but absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant really really cool tune um yeah really dig that one you know what um actually kind of thing which reminds me of uh uh alex julia yeah definitely definitely has a bit of that in it it also um it, it reminds me of um oh, i can't remember her name uh i'll come back to me later but yeah anyway yeah it's brilliant it's really really good right on well next up we have a brand new demo from wasted pretty in a song called mad hatter dig this Wasted Pretty with Mad Hatter. And again, I love, I know it's a demo, but I just love the kind of the, the dirt, the kind of garage rock uh, uh, sound to it. And and again, I've said this before, it again reminds me of, of Sex Pistols, like Never Mind the Bullocks. It just has that raw recording and like, and it's, mm-hmm. I know it's a demo, but 
it does not matter. I mean, this is a great tune, and we have we still have a few more to play, and uh, we've been very fortunate. So a big thank you to Waste of Pretty for sending us these demos, and we had a great interview when we when we interviewed them just about a year ago, roughly. But, but yeah, it was a good time. I think it was one of our first ones too. So uh, if you haven't checked them out yet, please check them out. So there you go. That was Wasted Pretty with Mad Hatter. Yeah, absolutely fantastic tune. It's got that, you know, proper punky feel but again with a sort of you know garage diy uh kind of thing going on it's pure raw awesome energy i just think it's brilliant what a cool oh. tune i love it I, I love her voice man i really do like for, for that punk sound like that just it just it's so fitting like she just has it yeah. nailed to a t right so yeah, next definitely. up we have brand new heart and bows and uh this one uh instead of uh was sent by rocker heart so, but either way, obviously he's part of Hart and Bowes, obviously uh, uh, Ron Bowes, who, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who who talked in third person and said that Ron Bowes can't probably won't be sober for the interview next week. So, still funny than hell, it's probably the best quotes we've ever gotten on Twitter. So here we go with Hart and Bowes and a song called Red Wine, How Fitting. Do this.
Right on, brand new Heart and Bows in a song called Red Wine. And how fitting after that, we just talked about the, the comments that Ron and I tweeted. But this is a great tune, and man, and, and how happy was that? Like, Rocker Heart always brings it to the table, man. He just, just nails it each time. And Ron, this is probably one of the best club collabs that Ron has done was with Rocker Heart, man. I yeah, always, yeah. always love stuff because, you know what? You may not think so, but Ron can 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 rock out pretty hard, man. Like he does, it's not it's not all stone, oh, yeah. not all stone stuff. Like uh, kind of similarities. Like there's some like good some metal there. Like and he just does it every time. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's like the um, what was the collab he did with the um, the two guys? It was one from Mexican, maybe I can't remember. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. About, um... but that, that was pretty heavy as well. Uh, but yeah, no, I love this collaboration. I just think it's fantastic the, the combination of the two just works so so well um you know because like you say it's proper heavy bringing a bit of heavy to nms which is always good uh and then ron's vocal goes brilliantly over it and it just the way the guitar and the bass just go so well together it's got that full band sound yeah brilliant mate really really cool well, you know, it's kind of funny too. Like I, we mentioned what uh, what he was tweeting about, and like I just recently put up, uh, I put Homer no function beer well without, <laughs> you know, and that's from the episode, yeah, yeah. that's from the episode with the, the movementarians. You know, no, 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 fishing, fishing. Do you want to come? Will there, will there be beer? No, Homer <laughs> no function beer well without. <laughs> but all right so back to the music next up we have brand new johnny stranger and man it couldn't have worked out any better with our interview with with peter last week well i said oh this is our next single out because it didn't really single out come out yet but we both have the album which is by way amazing so you guys are in for a real treat when this comes out because like yeah yeah you know it just keeps getting better Anyways, so we get lucky. He's like, okay, well, this is a new single. He's like, okay, give me two seconds. Pull up, pull up. So awesome. So this is their newest single. So this is Johnny Stranger in a song called 10,000 Arrows. Take this. Angel, when you flew into my life, I saw the sunrise for the first time. Colors cascade up into the sky Heart flies for you
Right on. Johnny Stranger with 10,000 arrows, which we heard for the first time last week. Well, you guys heard for the first time last week. You can always stream it. And brand new single from the album, which came out in November. But this is a, a great tune, and this is such a good album. I can't wait for it to come out so you guys can hear it because it's something else. I mean, if you thought the last one was kick-ass, like, you, you haven't heard nothing yet. And uh, just just the harmonies and uh, this the different change-up and this album, what uh, Peter said, what, number seven now? Uh, yeah, number seven, but there's only two available, isn't there? Right, the and he, he will slowly but surely make the other ones available. So because he said he yeah, exactly. said pull them, but he will do it slowly. So just give him some time, and we'll be able to purchase them soon enough. But we had a great interview with Peter last week, and he's always a lot of fun. And I, I, it, we, we took a, a cool but unexpected turn when we got into uh, the Mars Volta at the drive, and I was like, oh man, now now you're really talking my language Ooh. here, right? So that's amazing. So. And uh, that was that was so much fun. But this is a, a great tune, and I love the harmonies. Especially, like, it has um, like early alternative, but maybe a little bit A's in there too. Where he's like, like no, oh, whoa, whoa, and it just, it just it's great, man. He just they really do it justice, and just it's, mm. well, I, I I'm sorry, I can't say enough good things about this song. This album, this album is amazing. So. <laughs> You guys just have to wait and hear it, and because we're only playing singles that we're allowed to play, and that's it. So, unfortunately, you guys got to wait like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, you know, it's worth it. It's worth the wait. I mean, that used to be one of the nice things, really, didn't it? About um, you know, before music was sort of so consumable and available everywhere. I guess you'd have to sort of wait. Uh, you know, right. you have to mail off or go to a shop or whatever to buy something, and even then, you would have waited months. Uh, anyway, that's a separate, uh, separate rant. But um, oh, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, that is a brilliant, brilliant tune. I absolutely love it. I really, really enjoyed the interview. I thought that was excellent. Um, yeah, just I really dig all the little guitar parts, like the little runs and the solos and the changes and everything. Uh, sorry, I have to excuse me. I'm full of cold and I keep my. <laughs> anyway, very, very cool tune. I really enjoyed it. All right. <laughs> So was it... I can't say too much about anything tonight because I can't like my he... nose is streaming. It's full of trimenic. So, <laughs> yeah. well, it just, it's just an over-the-counter cough medicine. It's nothing bad, so don't worry. It's like, not, not no, ad- no, I know. Yeah, <laughs> not, I'm not advocating anything we're not supposed to. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on the UK equivalent, which is Lemsip. But, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> not really. I mean, it just it, and, it, and it never does too. I mean, like, I mean, I was chatting with someone about about um, back pain the other day, real quick, and there's like real back set. It's like I tried that, does nothing, and said because like I, I I had a really really bad back pill once a uh, pull once about about 15 years ago roughly and uh, I'm surprised it happened anyways roughly so point being I was playing hockey I started before I played hockey no problem like no I do and then I did a quick spin out of the puck dropping to my knees I crawled off the ice pulled away seat on my skates and even that hurt like hell of course uh, at insult to injury at the time I had a manual transmission so every time I shifted guess what it hurt like you wouldn't believe and it took three weeks for it to heal, but I wouldn't wish that on anybody. They took x-rays. Thankfully, nothing happened. So no slip disc, nothing herniated, which is great. Obviously, it's just a really bad pull, but man, they, they couldn't give me much. All they could give me was naproxen, which is like uh, anti-inflammatory, and that was it. So yeah, man. Yeah. The, the only thing that helped amazingly 
depending on where I was sitting, was I, had to, I <clears throat> rolled up like uh, either an old newspaper or whatever to kind of put it in the middle of my back to the pressure off, which my God, when I did, it's like, oh, like relief, right, finally. But the other thing was getting in a pool, and I can't remember why, but being in a pool helps alleviate the pain, and man, I feel like I had no pain. I was like, oh man, I could, if I could just live in here until it heals, I'd be gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, man. <laughs> but so next up um we have a brand new song by wolf den and like i said i'm not sure what happened to heartworms so wolf den if you're listening um email us at new music saturday at gmail.com and we're going to try to set you up for october saturday october 1st at 5 p.m eastern 10 p.m gmt so please email us at that so new music saturday at gmail.com and that's for any band listening who wants to submit their music but uh We'll try to set, set you up for the first. So please email us and let us know, and we'll take care of it, right? So here we go yeah. with Brandon Wolf Den, a song called Murphy's Law. I dig this.
Right on, Wolf Den and Murphy's Law. Uh, there's a kick-ass punk tune with a little bit of uh, Jonathan Davis' bagpipes corner at the end. That was pretty cool. Um, I was not expecting that new. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, when I originally, when I first heard the song, to be, to be completely honest, but yeah. it's, it's still a cool finish. But yeah, that's huh, that's that's. I was not expecting that. <laughs> there's a great. Um band, I don't know if you know Dropkick Murphys. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, but they've got uh, bagpipes on it, mate. It's absolutely fantastic. Well, if, uh, if, sorry, Mike, if you think about Punk Ray White, if you, if you don't think, if you, if you don't know bands like the Dropkick Murphys, like a bad religion, you know, and, and bands like that, like you don't really know the scene too well. So go ahead. That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> and no effects, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I love that. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, I, I love this band. I think they're fantastic. Um, it's a proper cool tune uh, by a proper cool band. And um, it just like, it has that just pure punk brilliance, which I adore uh, from start to finish. And I do love that kind of, you know, Celtic twist with the bagpipes is proper cool as well. Uh, but yeah, they're really good. Uh, they were on Headworms, um, who I don't believe exist anymore. Um, but uh, they're doing their own thing, which is fine, and it's it's really really cool. Brilliant tune, brilliant band. Definitely get them on for an interview. That'd be awesome. Well, man. Well, you know, before you get to our next tune, I mean, although I I own it, it's on my hard drive, but I figured, look, there's a Canadian punk, uh, I guess, kind of punk ska band called Me Mom and Morgan Taller. I've talked about them a few times. Yes, they, they haven't been yeah. for years, but I have both their their EP, uh, which is called Clown Heaven and Hell. And their full length uh, C called "She Was Space Machine," and I thought, you know what? Uh, we'll let's turn on that. So, and, uh, anyways, uh, pretty one second. Okay, okay. one second, guys. <laughs> I can't even fill in because my throat's too sore, to be honest with you. Okay, so sorry about that. They saw us go the door and they lost their mind, so I apologize for that. Uh, so my apologies. But enough. anyways, point being is with me, Mom, Morgan Taller, they had an EP called Clown Heaven and Hell, which is all uh, still recorded except for one live song and a song called Spittle on Chin, which is a, a, a make, making fun of a, the Prime Minister of the time, and his name is Brian Moroni. But yeah. they, they have full length called She Was Space Machine, which is a badass album. Like, and I have it. I like, just it's on my hard drive because so, I had to make some room on my Mac. And uh, so I figured, like, you know what? Maybe I'll check, I'll check like, Apple Music because that's what I have. I have like Spotify free, but I have Apple Music free for another couple months because of uh, my AirPod purchase. But yeah. And I looked there. I was like, really? They only have a couple of lives? Up? Like, that's it? Like, I, I thought for, for sure they at least have it. She Was Space Machine because it, it's, it's, it's such a great album. And it's it, it's it's a good fluctuation of, of uh, different genres of like ska and mixed with reggae as well. So I was like kind of disappointed. So like I've been trying to figure out which hard drive it's on. So I only have two, so it will take long to find it. But I was right. I'm just a little a little, a little surprised. Like really, you don't because you don't have that on there. Like, I mean, if you go to a certain website, you can actually purchase the, the CD sort of thing. But it's like I was just surprised it wasn't yeah. on Apple Music. They're just these like three or four songs, right? So. Yeah, yeah, oh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, we played a lot of their tracks, mm-hmm. uh, was it, about a year ago, maybe? I think well, we yeah. the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much the entire album. So, like, the album, the, the songs, You, The Space Machine, uh, Jacqueline, and, and, and uh, um, uh, uh, Nervous Breakdown, you know, I don't want to say another Nervous Breakdown, I don't want to say, you know, like... Yes. Or... or, yeah, yeah. or you know, Jacqueline was so goddamn clean. Was a fake daughter of Mister Clean. And 
<laughs> but they're always a fun, fun band live, and their 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 singer Gus was always so funny. There's one show I remember seeing. They played a free show. This is on a Canada Day, like a number of years ago. So I was probably like 16, 17, so like twenty something years ago. But he had suspenders with these huge pair of like like fuzzy, like almost like elephant pants, elephant shirts on. They were fucking hilarious, but. Mm. But they are always a fun band. Always have to put on a good show. But there you go. So next up, um, we're gonna be kind of switching gears just a little bit. So next up, we have a brand new song uh, by Trench Gun, Trench Gun, Trench Gun, featuring Trench Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Trench Gun. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so here we here we are. <laughs> Back to the music, yeah, just, just to keep things moving, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so here you go with Trench Gun, featuring Grim Rock in a song called Broken. Oh, Dig this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
on. That was Trench Gun featuring Grimrock, a song called Broken. And man, it really sounded like they were trying to harness their their uh, their inner Lemmy because, like, man, like that was like totally, uh-huh. that was totally a, 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 a good uh, nod to Motorhead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that was a really, really good track. Uh, what a great combination, Trench Gun and uh, Grimrock is. Um, excuse me, it's a really good combination. I uh, really, really like that. Um, yeah, Trench Gun are awesome. I kind of. Um, came across them properly when uh, uh, they did the album writing club as well um, and their album was really really good like proper thrashy dark uh, kind of metal stuff which is really really cool I really enjoyed that as well um, but yeah absolutely brilliant really like that definitely had a bit of a motorhead vibe and just a kind of general old school thrash vibe which I really like it was properly good right on man well next up we have brand new science and I mentioned in the video they haven't been around for a while and uh, they kind of they, they they do put just singles out, but it's hard to get a hold of them or anything for an interview and something even the singles. So we got lucky; we got it submitted by two people. So Emma Scott from Plugin Babies submitted uh, a science to us uh, from my iCall email, and then mm. for, for NMS it was uh, the Holix uh, prom- promotion. So either way, it's a great tune, but it's been a while. It's been at least a couple of years since we had the last our last uh, science uh, um, uh, single. So here you go with a, with a, a song called Science. So the band called Science, a song called Nobody Understands. Take this. <laughs> Enemy 
science and nobody understands uh man that was definitely worth the wait that was such a badass tune and like i said they do very few signals and they kind of do it spotly but man what a great tune like the vocals are amazing it just it had, had a trivial feel to it so it potentially could have been a part two as well but it just had that heavy side to it and just kicked ass man love this tune yeah fantastic tune remind me of kasabian actually had that kind of feel to it um but yeah, I really like that. I love that kind of um, almost kind of, you know, dancey, psychedelic kind of indie rock, I think is really, really cool. They've definitely got that uh, in abundance. Yeah, very, very good tune. Well, man, well, we have two more love for tonight. Next up, we have brand new Adam Bostock and a song called Break Free. Take this. <laughs>
Alan Bostock with a song called Break Free. And man, what a great tune that was. I love that riff. Dun, 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 Oh, like, this, this guy is phenomenal. And, you know, it, um, uh, we did ask for an interview, but he's not ready to go live yet. So uh, I think I might try to type up a couple questions, have him answer it, and send it back to me, and then we'll kind of put it on air. But, man, this is a great tune. This this guy is such a great musician, and every time he comes out with something, it's always kick-ass and always a little bit different. And the what first caught me with his stuff, and I've mentioned this many times, was... Uh, a couple of his tunes remind me of, of um, the uh, the vampire movie, you know, with with Corn and uh, Chester Bennington. You know, like Why Would You Die? Like you know, the Queen, oh uh, yeah, Queen, yeah, Queen of the Damned, right? So Queen of the Damned, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and man, like I just just Adam is such a great guitarist, man. And it, it just he always has these crazy mixes, and he always kind of leaves you guessing like, what he's gonna do next, and it's always badass. It sometimes it's got a tripped out feel to it. Sometimes it's got a, got a I will call uh, makes a part one to it as well, but man, yeah. every time he just nails it. So a huge Adam Bostock fan. I'm glad he discovered the show and kind of started saying his, his stuff. And uh, I purchased quite a few things as well on Bandcamp, which you should too. So check me out on Bandcamp, Adam Bostock. Please and thank you. But uh, yeah, it's a great tune. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. That's I mean, it's just that riff is fantastic. The vocals are really, really good. It's quite different to a lot of his other stuff, and I really like this direction. I think it's really, really good. So I hope he sticks with it. Uh, yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Right on. So the last song for part one tonight is a band called Diaco, and something called "Be What You Want to Be." Do this. <laughs> Oh, 
with Be What You Want to Be, man. Now, that was like probably the heaviest trip out song we've ever played on the show ever. I mean, that was amazing. And I had a hard time telling whether it's going to go part one or part two, but man, just that the, the end guitarist and the heavy bass double kick, holy crap, and her voice was just amazing, man. Like, what a great tune. What a way to finish off this part one, eh? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, I definitely... Um... Definitely agree. It's a part one track because it's super heavy, but I know what you mean. It's got that tripped out uh, kind of weirdness. That middle eight bit is just brilliant, and the way it kind of that last little bit of it where it kind of has that percussive thing is really really cool. Um, yeah, brilliant tune, great vocals, really heavy. Can't say anything else because I'm losing my voice at this point. <laughs> yeah. okay. it. Well, we're gonna take a quick what, fifteen twenty minutes? Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit less. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um... We'll say 15 minutes and Mike will let me know. Otherwise, until then, we'll be right back. So uh, we'll let uh, um, Dr. Greer dig us out as well as uh, um, Ray from Archer. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Dude, find a one! Dude, take it! I feel amazing. And confidence is the key. And Thoreau was a fucking idiot. Choo, choo, choo! Memory banks of the supercomputer. Shrinky-ding that! Krieger out! 